Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Mark Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. Brian, hi. Hello. I'm nervous. I know that's why episode. I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we were just saying before we started recording, on one hand, you don't need to be nervous because it's not your episode to screw up, but on the other hand, it is your podcast for me to screw up. Oh no! This is the first episode I've ever been nervous about. I wasn't even really nervous about the first one. <laughs> You I'm were a mess think... for like two weeks before we did the first one, but I was like, whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah. I won't. I'll tell people a story. They'll like it or they won't. It's whatever. Um, yeah. I think I'm there now. Finally. Yeah? Good. I, I think with the last, the Exorcist episode, I think it like kind of chilled me out. Wow. Well, that's unsettling. Do you Do you speak in any new languages since then or have any unusual strength? I did lift three mattresses, well, mattresses up my staircase today. What's the safe word? Bubbles. Okay. All right. I don't know if demons actually interfere with the safe word, so I don't know. They, prob- they, they probably could say that. Do demons have superhero human strength? You know, we're going to sort of semi-touch on that tonight, actually. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So about this episode that I'm nervous about, I kind of did the thing with this where you have um, like some notes for a speech or something, and then you start reading them and then just put down your notes and you're like, you know what? I'm going to wing it. You're fucking free balling this episode? Not completely, but pretty close. I started writing a script as usual and uh, I got... I don't know, halfway through, and I was like, you know what? I don't need a script. I have enough to say about this. I don't need to uh, plan what I'm going to say about this, because I have a lot of thoughts on this. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to regret that. <laughs> well, we'll find out. <laughs> I like trying out new things. Yeah. So uh, if this goes poorly, it will go away next week. No, it's our fucking podcast. Yeah, it's our fucking podcast, and this is, um, the topic of this podcast is, well, you'll see. So, last week we were talking about demons. Yes. Actually, now that I think about it, we have probably talked about demons every week, which is a little, like, maybe we need to talk to a priest about why we're talking about demons so much, but... Or we can choose the easy way out and put it just put it on the bingo card demons yeah yeah we're gonna need to make a new demon a new, a new de- make a new demon Please no no demon. more demons no, no, no. what's enough <laughs> oh there's more than one melanie <laughs> oh man so tonight i'm gonna tell you about the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me and I will tell you, I've had a pretty scary life. <laughs> so that's saying a lot. Uh, which, probably number two, which is a, a distant second after number one, is the time I woke up and my four-year-old foster daughter was just like full-blown not here. Uh, oh, I remember that. It was pretty recently. I just woke up and she was just gone. Not yep. in her bed, not, not in the backyard, not the front yard, not the basement, nowhere. Turned out she was asleep under my bed. Um, but... That did make my blood run cold, but this was even scarier than that. Much scarier than that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And at first, when I tell you what I'm going to tell you about, it's not going to sound as scary as it is, and we will get into that. But this week, I'm going to tell you about sleep paralysis demons, one in particular. <gasps> oh. <laughs> And you know me and sleep. Yeah, yeah, you are you're a prime candidate for for this. 
Oh, man. So, guys, I promise if you are annoyed and you're waiting for disaster content, I will make sure that my next episode is going to be like a train falling down an elevator shaft that leads into a volcano or something. <laughs> Actually, that would probably be the, uh, what was it called? The eruption of Mount Pele? 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 I don't know how it's pronounced. Pele. Yeah, but you've Pele. already called dibs on that. So, it is my solemn vow that our next episode will be very disastery, but this is my last episode in Spooky Month. So I'm going to tell you the spookiest thing I know. Well, spooky month, we're allowed to kind of just, like I said, it's our fucking podcast. It is our fucking podcast. We should have just named it that. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of naming our podcast, I don't. I think probably putting the word fucking in our title might have uh, messed us up a little bit as far as algorithms go. But speaking of algorithms, I became an iPhone person this weekend. It's so weird. And I finally got to look at our Apple reviews, which made me very happy. They're very wonderful. But I kind of am in like a little uh, feedback void where I really don't know if people... You're in like a a whole new world. Yeah, I I generally don't actually really know what people think of the podcast, mostly. Is Um, that three-star review still there? I didn't see it. Mm. Um, I don't think it is, though. But yes, they are lovely, and thank you for everybody who's left one. We would love it if you are enjoying the podcast to leave us another one, if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, I got to get on there and read those, because now I'm an iPhone person. I've been a Android loyalist for many years. See, I was thinking about breaking up with the iPhone, because... Really? Man, I've just had a hell of a time this year with my iPhone, and I don't know. Oh, no. I've just been iPhone forever, and now I'm at this point where it's like, I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship with my I, iPhone. I mean, honestly, I think everyone's in a toxic relationship with Apple. I just think... I think that's the, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the next one that's come comes out is going to be even better, and... I know. It never is. <laughs> no. I I just got the 11 a couple days ago and I'm going to I'm going to be happy with that for a long time. I'm very happy with the camera. Well, I'm very happy that you're happy and that's all that matters. So <laughs> don't listen to my wah 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 about the iPhone. I won't and I am happy to be able to see the Apple Store now. Maybe there was a way to see that before, but I don't know the way. But I I was, you know, transferring everything over to my new phone and I was like, <gasps> I can go look at my own podcast on Apple now. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. So, all right. Sleep paralysis, demons, but one demon in particular, not all of them. And what I mean by that is that, okay. So first of all, how, how should I start this? See, this is why I need a script. Okay. Just jump in. So you know how there's a lot of like mythology and religious stuff that seems like, and it probably is, like a result of less advanced civilization civilizations trying to find ways of explaining things that are naturally occurring. Right. Um, I'm not going to give examples here because I don't want to shit on anyone's faith traditions, but I mean, it's safe to say it happened a lot. You You think about some of the things that we have perfectly good explanations for now and you imagine how they must have seemed before we did or before we even maybe had a scientific way of looking at things and it it explains a lot however do you ever wonder if there's anything that we have overcorrected for with that all the time really yeah all the time do you think that there's anything that we have kind of taken something that is mysterious and hard to explain and reverse engineered an explanation and been like well we don't know but we can kind of assemble a set of science facts and yeah maybe they equal this thing sure but like it actually is something spiritual or supernatural Mm, yeah you're going to by the end of this hour (laughs) (laughs) um i believe that that is what has happened with sleep paralysis and i am fully prepared to die on this hill so I thought a little bit about whether to start with my own personal experience here or start with uh, some of the stuff surrounding it. I'm going to go ahead and start with the personal experience because kind of the whole point about it is that I didn't know 
any of the stuff surrounding it. So it's kind of, for me, the freaky thing was having the experience and then finding out, oh my God, this is a whole thing. Right. So I'm going to lead with that. And if you know some stuff about it, that's fine. We'll talk more about that later. If you don't, we will still talk more about that later. So (laughs) in June of 2019, I was on my usual bullshit with sleep. You probably know about this thing that I do where I wait till everybody else is asleep and then I have a to-do list and I'll get as far as I can till I'm super exhausted, doze off on the couch with an alarm set for like 30 minutes or something. And I'll get up, try to plow through my list a little more. Like it's super unhealthy. I'm really trying not to do that anymore. I know. And I'm proud of you. I feel like you're taking the right steps. I am. That's why I redecorated my whole bedroom. Um, I now, still think you're a vampire. I'm not saying I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm con- neither confirming nor denying that. Um, but in the summer of 2019, I was very much still on my bullshit with that. Um, and I say this like I've come so far. I've been off of it for like, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm do- that's, that's a record for me. I'm doing my best. So summer of 2019, I lived in a historic neighborhood in this four square house where like the main floor was kind of weird and long. You, you would walk into the living room and then straight back, there was this huge archway and then the dining room uh, with stairs going upstairs. And then if you kept going straight back, there's the kitchen. So the living room and the dining room weren't open concept per se, but you could easily have a normal volume conversation with someone in one of them while you're in the other. Right. So we had this very cute kind of hipster green velvet couch in the dining room and it made sense with the layout. I feel like we had the same one. I think, yes, we had the exact same couch. I just retired mine. Oh, I retired mine about 10 months ago. I miss it. Me Um, too. (laughs) Well, it's here for the story. (laughs) Um, so we had like this big handmade kind of farmhouse style table in the middle, but up against one wall, we had that couch and it was, it it did make sense with the layout. So this particular night, it's about 1am. We wouldn't have our foster daughter for like another six months, but we had just started the process of getting licensed and we had a long to-do list before the home inspection. Right. And I don't mean like everything was squalor before that, but I mean, it's stupid shit. Like you, you can be like, I'd like a five-year-old and they're like, well, make sure that you've got a childproof lock on every cabinet. And it's like, <sighs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Cause I mean, now granted some five-year-olds do have that type of need. And if we got one that did, that's, you know, completely reasonable, but I mean, most five-year-olds, you don't really need to, like, they know. <laughs> right. Um, but no, like, you you got to do the whole thing. And so we, we had this list, and I was definitely working through this list. So at this point, I was being extra bad about the whole late night thing. And But, I mean, 1 a.m. is not that bad. No. Eric was asleep. Adelaide was asleep. I had some shit to do. I think I had a lot to do that night. Um, I had been at it for a couple hours and I was crashing. So I laid down on the velvet couch for a little power nap and set an alarm for, I don't know, probably, probably like half an hour. I don't remember how long it was, but that's brutal. Well, I always try to like pay attention to how long sleep cycles are supposed to be. I don't remember. Maybe... I think 30 minutes is the end of something. I don't know. I don't Um, know. Just the idea of crashing out at like one and then setting an alarm. Oh my God. That's my thing. Like that, that is, that is my toxic trait that I have to stop. It is, it's bad. Cause I just, I get to a point where I still have stuff I want to do and I can't stop pushing myself. And I'm like, I, I just need to do some more stuff, but I'm at the the end. I can't here. (laughs) So it would go off and it would usually hit snooze a few times, which like terrible sleep hygiene, but nothing unusual for me. I did that practically every night. So I set an alarm for 1.10 a.m. I know this exactly. I had about an hour's worth of stuff left to do, but I just couldn't push through it any farther without a little bit of sleep. So every light downstairs was on and I fell asleep and I had this little quick snippet of a dream about my neighbors burning leaves in their yard. My neighbors were like total shitheads at this point. Um, my neighbor, I don't live there anymore. My neighbors now are very nice. Um, <laughs> and so then my alarm woke me at one twenty, and that 
whole thing with the neighbors is just like weirdly ominous and menacing. And I hit a 10 minute snooze, had a quick little dream that I was in my therapist's office at night. It was also like weird and sinister. And then the alarm went off at 1.30. I hit a 10 minute snooze and I rolled over and I fell asleep laying on my stomach on the couch. This time something else happened. Oh no. Something horrible happened. (laughs) The worst thing of my life. So the alarm wasn't what woke me this time. I had my back to the stairs. Like I said, I was sleeping on my stomach and I woke up to the sound of Eric on the stairs. Now it was typical for him to come down and nag me into coming to bed, but I really needed to push through and finish this stuff tonight. So I propped up on my elbow and turned around to tell him that I'd be upstairs in a little bit. Basically everything was normal. Like I was in the exact same position I'd fallen asleep in. Everything about the house was as it should be. All the lights that were on when I fell asleep were still on. And Eric was standing on the landing in the middle of the stairs. The weird thing is that he was holding Adelaide. She was four at the time, not a great sleeper. But he was holding her like princess style with one arm under her neck and one arm under her knees, which is not anything that would normally go on. Right. And she was, I guess, completely asleep. So that was weird, but I was tired. I figured I'd ask him about it in the morning. I laid back down on my stomach and after a minute I realized he'd never answered, but I could still like feel him standing behind me. I'm getting highly uncomfortable. Oh, just wait. I feel like it doesn't bode well that this is the second episode in a row where I've said that I'm not into woo-woo stuff, but you know my whole thing with demons? This Mm -hmm. is why, like a large part of why. It's not, like, I just, I don't give a shit about, like, alien abductions or really ghosts at all or just any of it. I mean, I don't judge anybody who's into that, but I'm just not. I'm, I'm very skeptical. I don't tend to mesh well with the personality types that tend to be super into that stuff. It's just not me. So I lifted up and I turned around. Eric was gone. Adelaide was gone, but somebody else was there. Really no. close to me, about two feet away, was a huge man. Ugh. But he wasn't really a man. He was almost like a void. He was completely black, like he was made out of shadows. And taller than a person, like probably seven feet tall, like maybe eight, almost as tall as the ceiling. I don't like it. Huh? No. He had no features. It was like he was made out of shadows. But from his outline, you could distinctly see that he was wearing a long coat and like a fedora style hat. But they were also just blackness. He was, the the worst part really is that he wasn't facing me. He was walking away toward the stairs and looking at me over his shoulder. Of course, everyone was asleep up there. Um, So I felt a feeling that I've never felt before. I hope I never feel it again. It was, I mean, it was terror, but it wasn't the kind of terror that you would feel like if you woke up and there was a bear in your house or, you know, something or even something clearly supernatural. Like even if you woke up and there was just an obvious see-through ghost and you might even, I mean, you would probably be like, hell yeah, it's a ghost in my house. But (laughs) generally speaking, I really don't want to see supernatural shit, but it, it wasn't the kind of fear where it's like, here's a scary thing and you feel scared because it's there. It was like a portal had been opened. I I had this weird feeling, almost like a door in my mind opening. And it was like a portal had been opened into the most complete sense of mortal existential terror imaginable. No. Not like a fear reaction to something really scary, but like, like fear itself. Like Dread. Just like a, a being completely immersed in just fear itself all of it at once just this sounds like hell like literal hell exactly just this bottomless void of total terror this had never happened to me before but for some reason i had the thought it's back right before i felt myself being rolled onto my back by some kind of force (sighs) i felt like i was being pulled off the couch by my legs and i was trying to scream but i couldn't make any sound and then i felt this strong pressure on my chest and throat All I could do was look at this thing and then it was gone. And I was screaming, like literally screaming out loud, still mostly on my stomach, but turned. So I was looking over my shoulder and it was gone. It was over. And you're like, I've, 
you uh, can't scream. You're screaming, but yes. it's not. And I don't really happen. have that kind of dream. Like I do have kind of messed up, upsetting nightmares a lot. I'm pretty prone to that, but I just I don't have that kind of like, you know, trying to scream, can't scream, just like really. I just I I don't have that kind of dream. Um. I've never had anything like that happen. So I looked at my phone and you remember the alarm before that that went off was at 1.30. Right. I looked at my phone and it was 1.33. Only three minutes. My sno- oh my gosh. My snooze alarm hadn't even gone off. And that sounds that, like an eternity. Yes. And it, I mean, it was fast. Like even at the time, it, it felt like it probably took a minute or two. But when it was over and I was like, maybe I was dreaming. Right. That kind of freaked me out even more because it seemed like it shouldn't have been quite that immersive in just three minutes. Like, I felt like maybe if I had been woken up an hour into sleeping or something, sure. Then yes. Yeah. So I'd never experienced sleep paralysis before. I didn't know anyone who'd ever experienced sleep paralysis before. I'd never read anything about it. I knew nothing about it. And knowing me, like, I, I don't think I really even believed in it. I'm just... I sound like a dick saying that because, I mean, a million people in the world are like, hey, I have sleep paralysis, but right, I'm a very skeptical person. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just not prone to this stuff at all. I, I'm just not. But I thought about the feeling that I couldn't move and like it, it, I was pretty sure that was something involving sleep paralysis. I, I mean, I'd heard of it, but that was about it. So right. I Googled sleep paralysis and it sounded pretty similar to what happened. And I kept Googling and I went on the Wikipedia page for it. And this is in the description. Sleep paralysis may include hallucinations, such as a supernatural creature suffocating or terrifying the individual, accompanied by a feeling of pressure on one's chest and difficulty breathing. Another hallucination involves a menacing shadowy figure entering one's room or lurking outside one's window while the subject is paralyzed. Mm. So that's weird. And it's accurate, but that's very specific. specific. Yeah. And definitely for sure, if I had heard of this before, I would have said, I mean, you wake up, your mind probably sees some shadows in your dark room. You're trying to, you know, assign meaning to them in your half asleep state. That is 100% what I would have thought before every light in the house was on. It, It was not like a shadowy thing in the corner. It was like a person standing there it, it was that's so weird I that mean, everybody experienced oh like, just a wait. lot of people just experience. you wait melanie <laughs> god um, i would never have this just you wait i hope that too so and another thing if this had happened before a thing that i would have thought would have been that this is something that kind of happens to people who are sort of into that kind of thing and maybe they had read a lot about the spooky shit that people saw during sleep paralysis. And then kind of their minds just like dipped into that horrible wellspring like, of inspiration. Yes. Right. So, you know, your your mind is like, all right, let's cue up some spooky shit. And then that's <laughs> in your brain. So that's, you know, what you come up with. But I mean, I, I just can't say this enough. The thing is, I, I was not interested in that at all. I hadn't read about it. I wouldn't have read about it. If I had come across it, I would have been like, this is stupid and not, not read it at all. Like even the, the things adjacent to that, that I do definitely believe in, I don't really want to research them. I kind of believe that delving too deeply into that can kind of open you up in a certain way. And I, I just don't, I don't want to, I'm not about right. that. Like to keep my portals closed. Thank you very much. <laughs> um. So like if my brain have you um have you seen Inside Out? I love that movie. Okay, so you know the part where they're like making the dreams? Yes. If my brain had sent in a request for something terrifying to manifest, like this just plain and simple isn't what it would have come up with at right. all. Right. So it's not your brand of No, not even bedrooms. a little. Exactly. Now, okay, about the specific creature. So I found out later that he had some culturally significant imagery. But the thing is, I I just, I wish, I wish I could 
Like, I wish I could take a lie detector test and know that, that whoever is listening to this knows how absolutely true this is. That well, you're it, not really a bullshitter. No, I'm not. But it, it wasn't culturally significant to me. Right. I wasn't even aware of the culture. I didn't know it at the time, but the hat was kind of similar to Freddy Krueger. I've never mm. seen that movie. I've never wanted to. I've You've ne- never? Never. I don't even, I knew nothing about it. If you'd said, who's Freddy Krueger? I would have said he's, it's like a classic horror movie. But if they said, can you, what does he look like? What does he wear? What does he do? I would never have known. Um, never wanted to, never really been exposed to it in any way. And if I had seen him, definitely would have just thought he looked dumb. Like he really, I would not have been scared of that guy. By the way, like. The whole story of Freddy Krueger is, like, fucked up. Well, the 80s were such a strange time. Yeah. Like, Yeah. I, I mean, I was pretty, I say sheltered, but I don't really think it was a bad thing. I just wasn't the type of kid who was, like, my mom was not about letting me see, you know, horror movies in an early age or anything like that. So by the time I got older, I didn't, I shouldn't really want to. Right. Because um, it was never... It just wasn't in my world at all. And I, I also found out researching this that I, I guess a lot of people are like, oh, well, it probably comes from people's, you know, knowledge of Freddy Krueger because he messes with you in your bed at night while you're sleeping and you're vulnerable. I didn't know that. I still wouldn't know that if I hadn't researched for this episode. My only association with fedoras is incels, really. So I started Googling things like sleep paralysis, shadow man, and hat. And the thing that I found just about made my heart stop oh no so there are a few specific creatures associated with sleep paralysis which i have thoughts about that that we're going to get into later (laughs) one of them in particular is a hugely tall man made of darkness wearing a long coat and an old-fashioned hat yeah, no. Okay, so I here's like the thing. It. No, I don't either. Here's the thing. First of all, have you ever Googled something that didn't fucking exist from a dream and found a picture of that thing? No, never. What? No, 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 no. Like, if you dream and about I a don't house think... you've never been to and then woke up and, like, typed it in and found an address and there it is. What? No, no, no. No. That's not good. Ugh. I mean, ugh. So... Like I've I got just, like a pit in my stomach yeah, like right now. I just now. need to contemplate that for a moment because like that is kind of my thesis statement here. It's it's not sleep paralysis is a thing and it's super spooky. We're going to talk a little bit more about the possible, you know, different people's explanations for this. But that's kind of not my point here. It's the fact that I know what was in my brain before this and I know that I knew absolutely nothing about this and I never would have sought out that information. I never would have read it even if I'd encountered it. You could find lists of similar imagery in pop culture and believe me, they're out there. And I was familiar with absolutely none of them. I, not even a little, not even sort of, I couldn't have known that. I didn't know that. Like I have my own particular fears, cultural references. You know, I've seen some horror movies that did stick with me that I might've come up with themes from that. Uh, not this one. There, I believe you, dude. Yeah, thank you. There are drawings of this exact thing on Google Images. Like, identical. Identical. So, okay. Can I Google it? Oh, yeah. Google Hat what Man. What do I Google? What do I Google? Hat Man. Hat Man? Mm-hmm. Do I do Hat Man or Hat Man Sleep? No, it knows. Oh, no. <laughs> Brienne, no. Yeah. The only thing that I had any kind of cultural reference for that was at all adjacent probably would have been Dementors from Harry Potter. Dude. Which, I mean, I I haven't even seen the movies. Okay. All of these are like the same hat man. Yes. And then I'm just scrolling and it's making me very creeped out. And then there's the yellow hat man from Curious George. So I'm glad oh. that happened. <laughs> <laughs> We needed that. Thank you, Yellow Hat Man. (laughs) So, okay. I'm going to read you something. Some uh, descriptions of Hat Man. So, one website says, Physical accounts of Hat Man are that he appears with male-defined characteristics. Hat Man is a completely dark entity, most similar to what people would more easily identify as a shadow person. 
Hatman wears a fedora or some type of long-brimmed hat. As a side note, he does he's described in a few different types of hats, but they're always hats and they're always old-fashioned. A hat man appears to be wearing some type of coat, often described as a trench coat. Some accounts say he has red eyes. However, most people say that much like his clothing, his face is obscured and they can make out a general outline of where he's located. That was about, that was yours too, right? Yeah. Well, he didn't have eyes for mine. Yeah, no. Another says, according to everyone who's seen him, the hat man appears as a completely dark figure like other shadow people. The obvious difference is that hat man wears a hat, which has appeared as a top hat in some height sightings and a fedora in others. While many people are unable to make out what he's wearing, some report seeing old fashioned clothing, a long trench coat or cape, and he always appears at least six feet tall. Hatman's face is also usually indistinguishable, but many who he has visited have claimed he has glowing red eyes unlike other shadow people. There have also been reports that Hatman carries a gold watch attached by a chain to his belt and will occasionally look at it. Mm. He's generally seen as being attracted to bad stuff, trauma, depression, um, just negative vibes in your house, basically. Uh, some people think he's demonic. There are actually a few Hatman-specific researchers. I, before this, I 100% would have, like, filed this away with Slenderman as, like, some kind of messed up urban legend. Right. Um, there's a story about a German soldier who saw Hatman, asked his name, and was told Scratch, which is an old nickname for the devil. Oh, no. Yeah. In the doc- Oh, by the way, there's a documentary about Hatman. That came out the mm, year have to af- watch it. It came out the year after this happened. I don't <laughs> know why that is a thing to me. Have you watched it? Yes, I watched it for this. I watched it yesterday, actually. In the documentary, one woman says, I think he's Lucifer in the flesh, honestly. Other people think he comes to take people to death or hell. A writer who studies Hatman had a story about... A man who attempted suicide and woke up in the hospital with Hatman there. He left and the man woke up but said, I almost had you. <gasps> People who've seen him have described feeling. Very dark energy. Very powerful negative energy. A feeling of absolute terror. Like the fear sucked the breath from their chest. This disgusting black dark feeling. And like he radiates an intense amount of malevolence and like you're looking into oblivion. I don't like any of that. No. Somebody said, I keep saying I was terrified, but I can't express, like, how terrifying. Like, it was the worst that's ever happened. That's, I mean, I struggle with the English language as it is. (laughs) But having a feeling where there's no word that can actually describe it, whether it be happy, sad, you're scared, that's... It yeah and blows I, me away. You can't describe it in words that you would, um, that you would normally use in a normal conversation with normal people. Like you, right? There's no way to describe it other than just these very big dramatic words like terror and just like hell. It, right. It, it's just, and they're so basic. Yes, and it's so different from being like. I saw something freaky in my house and I was so, so scared. It's, it's not that it's, it's like he introduces you to fear almost. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) You, there's, there's nothing. I've never felt that. I hope I never feel it again. And some, this documentary is basically a bunch of interviews with people who've had experiences with Hatman. And I will say they... They run the gamut from people who seem very skeptical, very not about this kind of thing at all, um, very not not somebody you would expect to be weird, and, you know, the opposite. <laughs> right. Um, there's one lady in this documentary who just, I mean, my God, she practically lives with him. She says he's just around every corner. Just, uh, my God, if it's true, that poor woman. But that is no way to live. No, like if you are having full um, full on hat man encounters all the time, shit. <laughs> I don't know that the stories around that one tend to have a lot of a lot of weird details that most others don't necessarily have. I don't want to be shitty because like I know that a lot of people wouldn't believe what happened to me 
So I, right. I get it. I don't want to be a dick, but eh. some <laughs> just, people. I'm saying if you watch the documentary, watch it with a skeptical eye. I do think that there are some people where it's legitimate, and some people where maybe it's a little embellished, or maybe they're kind of Adelaide and I call it spooky lookers for people who just are spooky lookers and spooky stuff. Yeah, because we um we found this old abandoned factory one time, and. Uh, my foster daughter was like, no, I'm good. I'm not going near that like a normal person. And Adelaide was like, can we go? Are there ghosts? Can we meet them? Are there ghosts inside? Do the ghosts work there? Can we go? Can I explore it? Can we go inside? Can we look around? And I was like, you're a spooky looker. Like some people are spooky lookers and some people are not. There right. are two different kinds of reactions to uh finding an abandoned haunted looking factory and yours is the spooky looker one. I'm a spooky looker. You are a spooky looker. I'm really not. <laughs> Aunt Veda's a spooky looker. Well, I love her. I do. <laughs> I love her anyway. I'm really not a spooky looker. Um, but there are some people who really seem like very much spooky lookers. And I just, I feel like, first of all, sometimes people want to see something. And, you know, like right. ghost hunters. I mean, that's that's their whole deal. I don't think that's insulting to say. Because, you know, there are people who, you know, do like the ghost hunting stuff and put a lot of energy into having an encounter and obviously when you're doing that you want to have an encounter you're looking for it or people who have just consumed so much information about it that it's going to be right there in their brain if their brain you know sends the old conjure something scary order Mm -hmm. um so i i tend to be a little more skeptical of those but if you knew me even better you would know how much this is not my shit. <laughs> not at all. So, okay. A couple things here. First of all, there are, I'm not sure how many, I want to say three or four, because from this point on, this is the point where I was like, I just have so many thoughts. I don't need any kind of script. <laughs> so there are supposedly, I think three or four shadow people that, um, appear to people repeatedly you know kind of like if you have a certain experience and you see you know like an old woman who looks a certain way or something that's one that a lot of people have described the same way um Mm. so there are a few that have certain characteristics that and the thing is this is definitely not just um any kind of regional or cultural phenomenon. This has been across centuries, across continents. This is this is across this is everyone. So many people who people have explained it in different ways and, and attributed it to different things, but it seems like just about every place and culture has their own version of Hatman. But not necessarily like this big cultural phenomenon where it's, you know, like witches or zombies or something. But there are references to it all over the place. So there are a few. Like I said, I think there's three or four. I know that one is an old woman and I think that she tends to be on you, like on your chest. And there are three or four and they, the other ones are generally considered much less malevolent much less malevolent they're just they're kind of seen as lower level way less i don't know if evil is the word because the thing is my experience of hatman i have a hard time calling it evil because it didn't necessarily feel it felt very matter of fact it felt like this just is a part of the world. Yes, this the is, world. This is a thing, and welcome to like it. Like the here grass is. is green. Yes, it wasn't necessarily like here I am and I'm gonna hurt you or something. It was just welcome to the worst fear you've ever imagined, and um, this horrible knowledge of something that exists. So I, I just, I guess, I think of when I think of evil, I think of it personally as being more active sort of less passive. Like, I don't know. I guess everyone probably thinks about it differently, but I don't know if the word evil feels completely right to me, but the other ones are definitely considered less bad, but there are a few very specific figures that appear to people who have 
doing air quotes here, sleep paralysis. A lot of people consider Hatman sort of the boss of these guys. I think that's kind of editorializing a lot. Like, how right. the fuck do you know? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it happened to me, and I don't know who he is in relation to them, and I don't know how you do, but sure. Unless maybe there are people out there that have experienced all of the types. I think there are. Oh, and as a side note, there are some people, including some of the people who, at least in the documentary, come across as more, I guess, trustworthy and skeptical. There are a handful of people who see him when they're awake, too. Like, fully awake and, and coherent, not not laying down or anything. Mm. Um, I cannot imagine... And oh my god, I hope that never happens because if it happens once, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to live the rest of my life knowing it might happen anytime. I have only had that one encounter. I pray to God I never have another. Um, But I cannot, I can't imagine just seeing it anywhere, but some people do. So, okay, sleep paralysis. We are going to get into a couple of explanations that people have for this. And one of them absolutely does not cut it for me. And <laughs> this this really goes against my usual worldview because the one that does not cut it for me at all is the scientific one. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, that's that's not me. <laughs> the scientific explanation is, in a nutshell, that when you are asleep your brain paralyzes your muscles so that you can't act your dreams out. If you are in, I think it's, it's either going into coming out of or in REM sleep. It's something to do with REM sleep. If you're at a certain point in your sleep cycles and for whatever reason it's, it's interrupted or it's messed with, which mine totally was to be fair. And that's absolutely fits for me. Um, that basically you can be sort of seeing what you're dreaming and you know that you can't move because you're kind of awake, but your muscles are paralyzed and you're half awake and half not. And uh, what is it? Is it dolphins that like shut down half their brain at a time? I think it is dolphins. Yeah. I wonder if that's like essentially. And they like, s- are they just living a life of sleep paralysis? Oh, God, I hope there's not hat dolphins. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awful. Dolphins made of darkness. (laughs) I will never look at dolphins again the same way ever. I'm going to do some dolphins made of darkness art. Um, That doesn't cut it for me because here's the thing. And this this is the thing that a lot of people uh, would like to know. I get that what they're saying is basically... You feel like you're paralyzed, so you feel like you can't breathe or you're suffocated, and your brain is reverse engineering a, an explanation for that. And, you know, you're in your dark bedroom, so you see, you know, blobs of darkness, you're half asleep, and you're like, oh my god, there's a person sitting on my chest and I can't breathe. And your your whole self is just trying to find explanations for something that's not supernatural at all. I'm not buying that because first of all, every light in the house is on for me. Right. So there's no shadowy corners at all. Second of all, why is everyone seeing the same thing? Yeah. People. Why are they nightmares are so diverse. And if you were paralyzed and laying in bed and just seeing what you were dreaming, God knows what you'd see. I mean, truly God knows what you'd see. Right. Why the hell would it be something so specific that, like, WebMD describes it? That's weird. That, no. I I just know. And, I mean, obviously everyone who contemplates the possibility that it's a thing, that's kind of the question that they have for science. And science's response is the shrug emoji. And the best explanation they have, which it, it seems it's very shrug emoji, even when the explanation is given. The best explanation they have is just like the cultural references stuff. Um, 
you know, you, you've, you're familiar with things like that and it's in all of our cultural consciousness. And like, I was homeschooled. That sounds like bullshit too. I was homeschooled. That shit's in my cultural conscience. Right. <laughs> I missed all that. Um, and it just, none of that applies to me. I think it would apply to a lot of people, but it doesn't apply to me. The room was completely light. None of that would have been scary to me. And I had no cultural references for any of it. So it's a half-assed explanation to begin with. But when I factor in my own experience, it, it does not work at all. And Yeah, it sounds like they just kind of... Yeah, they don't know, but surely it's something. <laughs> right. Uh, no. And I know there are lots of things where that is kind of a scientific answer. And I'm usually okay with that you know if we think about the things that are just logical and factual and completely accepted now and think about where we were a hundred years ago when we just didn't know those things you could have told someone no really there's totally a scientific explanation for whatever the hell and they would not have believed it so right. I, I'm not arrogant enough to think that we are just at the pinnacle of scientific understanding right now. And if we don't have an explanation now, we never will. I'm I'm pretty okay with the idea that there are things that we don't really know. We don't really know. But hopefully we'll figure it out. But I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, got, yeah, I got nothing on this one. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. And the whole, the idea that ever, there's so many people that are sharing the same experience. Yes. And you know, you read. That's fucking weird. Like, read the articles. Go, go look up, uh, you know, in, in your free time, because you have so much of it. Something like, why is everybody seeing Hatman or something? Just click 10 articles and they're all just like, whoa, so there's this weird phenomenon where people people are asleep or, you know, half asleep or something and they see this big shadowy tall guy or whatever. Isn't it spooky? Why is it happening? I don't know, but it's sure spooky, huh? There, there's, there's no answer. There's never an answer. Right. And then on the other side, we've got these woo-woo people. That is the other explanation. And they, I'm just really skeptical of people who who claim to have too many answers about the supernatural. You don't know. You don't know. Like how? Right. You don't. If you, if you say, you know, a lot, I'm really skeptical of it because the point is it's supernatural. We don't know. We don't know we much don't about any know. of it. So I, didn't... and if you know a lot about it, then. Yeah. Like... Then I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that someone has totally figured it out and, we're just not listening to them yet for whatever reason. I mean, you know, at one point, whoever it was, I should have looked up the name, had figured out that we were killing mothers in maternity wards by not washing our hands. And everyone's like, you dipshit, there's not little animals on our hands making people sick. I mean, yeah, there are. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I get that there probably someone has has cracked the code but i didn't get real deep into people's explanations because like some of them are time travelers or astral figures or uh there's a whole thing with the jinn and i with the what it, they're called the jinn and i think it's usually spelled d j i n n and it seems to be some sort of tradition sort of adjacent to genies what we would call genies and it's this whole thing with like god made people and angels and devils and there's also some other race and they got cast out and now they're just these shadowy people who need to feed on human energy and they feed on our fears so they come scare the shit out of us that's actually really interesting i mean yeah it's interesting but who knows I just, I mean, this is kind of getting back to my whole kind of not caring about this thing because I guess I just, I don't care about the speculation because, I mean, QAnon exists. Anyone can speculate about anything. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything until it means something. So I don't really, right. 
I don't really care what people are like, well, maybe, you know, it could be this or it could be this. I mean, yeah, let me know if you figure it out. I don't know. I just don't want it to happen again. No, I definitely don't want it to happen again. I mean, if we were to find out, like, somehow, conclusively, oh, it's it's this. Here it is. I would definitely want to know about it. But the speculation phase of it, the, oh, could it be this? Could it be this? I just don't care. So there are lots of theories that people can research if they are so inclined. Personally, I am inclined to think that it is demonic or somehow adjacent to that. Now, that is something that I will completely own that um, that does kind of fit into my own faith traditions and cultural references to explain it in that way. Right. You know, I'm I'm a, a very recent ex-Catholic. I defected to Episcopalianism, which is basically just progressive Catholicism kind of. And, you know, I think that there's definitely something to how when you look at people with different religious backgrounds, they'll have different and predictable ways of explaining supernatural things um, that will fit in with their faith tradition. So, I mean, I own that the fact that I see it as something kind of demonic probably is paired with your religious background. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's that. That, I don't know. So I really don't kind of have too much to say about theories other than that a lot of them do exist. And the documentary... Do you know if there's any, um, like, um, religious organizations that have, like, kind of tackled that? You know, that's interesting. I don't think so. I would personally be kind of interested to hear what the Catholic Church has to say about it. Um, I have not seen, but I also did not look. I didn't think of that, and now I am very curious about that. Um... The documentary does a pretty good job getting into people's theories, maybe a little too good of a job. Uh, I, th- like I've said, I, I hesitate to get too much into, oh, it could be this, it could be that, because I feel like that kind of makes it seem sketchy. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. When you over-explain yeah, things, and then you're like, things okay. You, yes. And like there's right. one. Yeah. There's one lady in this documentary who um, starts out seeming very, you know, credible and researchery. And then she gets into this whole thing about how there's a big overlap with people who've had uh hat man encounters and people who claim to have had alien abductions and i was like okay you, you lost me there um i don't know i mean i'm not saying i do or don't believe in aliens i believe i have no idea that's that's my belief my I be- totes believe in aliens i'm sure you do my belief about most of this type of thing is that i just don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe it doesn't exist, but I mean, I haven't personally seen one or or had an encounter with someone that I know to be personally credible who's seen it. So, you know, I guess in, until then, maybe, but uh, I'm not, I'm, you, you do lose me a little bit when you're like, oh my God. And actually we found that it tends to be before or after people who say they've had alien abductions hat man appears i'm like all right it's too much settle down (laughs) yeah one thing at a time yeah but i mean who knows who freaking knows maybe maybe it's all real and it is connected and and this poor lady has figured out something that the rest rest of the world is not ready to have a conversation about even if it's totally true that absolutely could be but God, I hope I, I never experience yeah. anything like that. Like I have my, because you know I was like having all that stuff go on, and I had the um, remember it was like what was it like a month or two months ago? I had that sleep study done. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they finally sorted that out too. I have um sleep attacks. Have you ever heard of that? I don't. Is that like narcolepsy? It's it's it can. If you have narcolepsy, you can have sleep attacks, but they you can also have them um, without narcolepsy. And mine are like, it's real weird. So like, I'll be holding something and then all of a sudden I'll drop it. 
for me, it's the, the best way to explain it. It's like a, a brain reset. Hmm. It's like a split second. It's like you hardly even notice it, but it's basically like you just fall asleep real quick and then you wake up. That's spooky. Yeah. And that does seem like a situation that would be very easy to have something like this because I do think that people have, I think that there is a demonstrable link to where you're at in your sleep cycle. And, you know, if your sleep's been interrupted a lot or if you're very tired or that kind of thing, I I think it would just be silly to pretend that that's not a factor, but I don't think that rules out anything supernatural at all. There's no reason. Right. Like, science doesn't really even understand sleep very well at all. Well, science is always evolving, too. Yes. You know? Um, So, I mean, I'm sure there's a connection to that, but personally, I think it's more of a, like... The veil is thinner at certain times when you're sleeping kind of thing. Uh, oh, I feel that too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it does have to do with sleep, but I mean, obviously it has to do with sleep, but I don't think it's just a sleep disorder at all. Um, no. Not not even a little bit. I think it's bullshit. I think bad <laughs> dreams are bullshit too. I agree. So, you should watch the documentary. It's on Amazon. You can rent it. Oh, I have Amazon. I will do that for sure. It's decent. That's. Ugh. So, did that like shake you up for a long time? Because oh, I feel like if something God. like that happens to me, like I would be the type of person where it would fuck me up probably a good solid week where I would be afraid to go to bed. But then I'm like, well, if I don't go to bed, is this gonna happen to me again or i didn't even sit on that couch for like six months you know knowing that couch <laughs> that makes it scarier for me for some <laughs> yeah, reason now you've got a personal connection to that man oh yeah I'm i glad I-, I told my best friend about this and she told her husband about it and her husband it, it, I mean, he's a real big dude. He's just, he's got kind of a, oh, what's the word? He's just, he's the kind of person that you would want to uh, call if you were too anxious to talk to a manager or something. Because he just doesn't give a fuck at all. Takes care of business. Yeah, he just, he's not bogged down in this at all right um i i told her the story maybe i told both of them i don't know but he knows about it now and he is terrified (laughs) absolutely terrified you're just like spreading this around yeah well i mean there are apparently i've come across a few things where it's like this is what you need to do if it happens, like, these are the things you can do. I don't want to get into that a lot because I haven't done you, it. I, because you didn't get it and now you're just going to screw <laughs> over everybody else? No, no. I just, I can't <laughs> vouch for it because when it happened right, to me, no, I'm never, just giving I know. <laughs> they say that you have to, like, stay in control of your fear and sort of hold your ground in that way. Um and you have to calmly tell it to leave. And apparently, if you pray, it, it helps, which I don't know. Um, calmly tell it to leave. Why are shitting your pants terrified? Yes. You're supposed to calm. Which all that, that sounds like has a bullshit. lot of overlap with like exorcism stuff, really. Right. And I don't I, I don't know if people are just saying, well, this seems kind of demonic. Maybe the, the stuff we associate with that will help. Or if that stuff is actually effective i have no idea but i want to look up if there's footage of someone in the middle of sleep paralysis there's got to be a way where that's been caught on video like just to see it from an outside point of view like what the body does yeah i don't think i I wonder if you can catch that there are people, there's also a whole segment of the documentary where people who have otherwise encountered Hatman think that they see him, you know, in the background of their pictures or stuff. 
I'm very skeptical about that. Yeah. Very skeptical. Like the whole, oh my God, I think I caught a ghost on film thing. I just, skeptical doesn't cover it. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I don't know. I don't know what is out there, what's possible. But I do know that there's a lot of stuff that can get, you can have a light hit a dust mote just right. And I mean, it. And there's your orb. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much that can happen during the process of taking a picture. I think that that almost always explains it. I'm sure inevitably something has in fact been caught on camera, but I, I just don't put much weight into that at all. And there is a whole section with people sharing their pictures where there's some shadow in the background and they think it's Hatman. I mean, yeah, it looks like Hatman, but... Uh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Go away, hat man. <laughs> yeah. So. Ugh. No, that's why uh, Ava, my oldest, she she had like a really bad run of bad dreams for a long time. I told you about this yeah. where she, um, she came up to me and she was super upset. And I was like, what's wrong? She said, you know, every night you tuck me in bed and you say sweet dreams and it was like, I want to say it was like four or five nights in a row she had bad dreams. And she's a pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Mom, I, you tell me how sweet dreams and I'm having nightmares. Oh, bless her heart. And she's like, and I don't, like, I failed you. Oh, I <laughs> know. You so did precious. It. And so not what I'm used to because Adelaide is... Just a savage. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So we don't shit. we don't do sw- just sweet dreams anymore. We do sweet dreams or no dreams. Does she still and- feel like she's failing if she has dreams and they're bad? No, not anymore. Mm-hmm. I think once we throw because now it's more like okay, I hope you have yeah. sweet dreams or no dreams. Yeah. Instead of just the blanket sweet dreams. She's so you know, sweet. and I am obsessed with how she says the word love. Oh, oh my god! I hear her talking to Adelaide because they they talk on their tablets a lot, and I will overhear her. And she's like, "Oh my goodness, I love my house. I love my new room. <laughs> I love everything." Oh, oh that's her favorite word she too, and she does this so cute. She does the heart hands thing. She puts her little two hands together to form a heart and it's pretty much every picture i'm really curious she had school pictures done if she tried to like (laughs) squeeze that in your babies are all so precious yours too (sighs) totally different sleep tonight yeah no good luck but if you do sleep just stay asleep like don't don't set any alarms man that's a lot of pressure yeah you don't want hat man Dude, this is fucking creepy. It was the scary, like like you said, there's no proper word for it. When I say it was the scariest thing that's ever happened in my life, that just sounds like a phrase. There's no words. There's no words. And also, I've had a lot of shit happen in my life. That's, uh, and I am indeed factoring all of it in. Yeah. Yeah. This is a whole, whole other realm. And uh, I hope I never see it again. Some people see it all the time. Some people see it once. Some people see it once in a great while, like a few times throughout their life. A lot of people did say that they saw it for the first time when they were four or five. So I was like, should I talk to Adelaide? Oh, another thing is that it's common for it to happen to more than one person in the same family. Oh, no. Yeah, which also, I mean, you could be like, well, you know, people in the same family probably have a lot of the same cultural stuff, which is fair, but I I don't put a lot of weight in the whole cultural thing because of my own experience. Um, And one of the guys in the video who was, like, the most skeptical and bewildered and totally not about supernatural stuff uh, confided in his brother about it, and his brother was like, yeah, I saw that guy last week. The exact same thing happened to me. So, oh no, I hope. And they were no. grown. Like a ton of people see it for the first time around four or five. So I'm like, should I 
warn my kid? Because she is a spooky looker. If anyone in the world is ever going to see a hat man, it is that kid. Um, I feel like she would crush hat man. Dude, you get her. I do. You get her. If you feel like she would crush hat man, you, you have understood the essence of Adelaide. Because that kid is terrifying. Yep. So, I mean, really, we probably need to worry about Hat Man if that ever happens. But, you know, I'm like, do I need and to... And Hot Hat Dolphin. Oh, dolphin's made of darkness. Um, <laughs> and, like, do I need to tell her, you know, these are the things that you should do. You know, you gotta try to stay calm, tell it to leave kind of thing. But no, because she is the opposite of Ava. So I guarantee the very next night she'd come upstairs and be like, I saw Hat Man. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So, also, oh. I apologize to everyone because my chair, especially the audio guy, my chair has been so squeaky tonight. You gotta get you some WD-40. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I really just need to get a new chair and I was going to when I redid my room and I didn't really find one. Um, and I think Not it's been squeakier lie. than ever tonight. <laughs> Not gonna lie, when we first started out, one of them sounded like a fart, and I was oh. trying not to laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> Melanie, I can't believe you tried not to laugh. <gasps> no, definitely, definitely just this squeaky piece of shit. Um, I feel like it's been way worse than usual tonight, so if you hear squeaking, I'm sorry, don't start. It wasn't her chair, it was the hat man, and this episode is not real you're actually asleep shut up go to bed (laughs) go to bed no i can't talk to you anymore about this (laughs) all right everybody's gonna wake up here right now okay well hat man's real sweet dreams or no dreams Hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.